Hi everyone, it's Amber from The Sensible Mama and these are The Sensible Sessions. My name is Amber and here on this podcast we talk about faith, family, business, and entrepreneurship and how all of those things intersect. And today I want to talk to you about a little phrase that I've been hearing a lot. Um, first of all, my nose is very stuffed up <laughs> and so I'm sorry. I can hear the difference, so forgive me. However, we're going to carry on. Um, today, I want to talk to you about the phrase, you've changed. This sparked as an idea for me because I've been getting a lot of this commentary lately um, in my person-to-person life, like in my real IRL life, and also in my online life. And it's something that I've been putting a lot of thought into recently. I talked about this a little bit over on my Instagram stories, and it got a lot of positive feedback from people who are kind of going through the same thing. So I thought I would do more of a long form type of video today and talk about my thoughts on why people say this to you. So that's what we're going to be going over today. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. But first, I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. The Sensible Mama is an online baby boutique for babies, toddlers, big kids, and moms. Our warehouse is located in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are mama-owned and mama-operated. Our website, thesensiblemama.com, is a place where you can find all of the best-known names in the industry researched by us. We are also the home of Limea brand, which is a high-end line of diaper bags, sunglasses, and accessories designed by me with busy moms on the go in mind. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our Sensible Reward Program or apply for the affiliate program to start earning money either through cash back in the store or directly deposited to your bank account. Lastly, make sure you're following The Sensible Mama on Instagram to be ahead of the game for all store news and product launches. And with that said, let's get right back into today's content. All right, we're back. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to that. The Sensible Mama is my business. A lot of you who listen to this podcast support my business, and I thank you for that. So just thanks for being here. So as I said, I've been getting a lot of comments online from people, um, well, not just online, in my real life too, saying that I've changed. Um, And I've spent a little time being perplexed by that. What did they mean? It it never felt like a good thing when they said it and that's hard to explain but you just you kind of know you're like that didn't feel like that was a compliment (laughs) and so it really kind of it got me to start thinking about it in a very introspective way um and I think the reason why it kind of got me in a little bit of a tailspin is because it's weird it's weird to me I have been busy making all these positive changes in my life. I'm going to therapy. I've been reconciling relationships that deserved it. I've been ending relationships that didn't deserve it. I've been getting healthy, setting boundaries, living authentically, not being kind for the sake of kindness, but giving kindness thoughtfully. Learning that sometimes being kind to unkind people is cruel to whole groups of other people and getting a better grasp on what kindness really is and and that there's a difference between kindness and niceness. And with all that going on, I've been feeling more like my authentic, unwounded self than ever. But the feedback seemed to be suddenly that I was changing and like not, not for the best. And it just, it got me thinking about why people point out your changes like that. 
why do they say you've changed? Now, I have experienced loving confrontation before. I've been the one doing the confronting and I've been the one being confronted. It's something that you do when someone is changing in a way that is damaging or unsafe to them or to those around them, and it's done with love, right? It's, it's done from a place of concern for the person's well-being, and it never, ever, in my experience, is just a two-word sentence. You've changed. It was never just that. It was an outpouring. You've changed. Here's how. Here's why we're concerned. Here's... Here's how you're hurting yourself, or here's the harm we see coming to you if you keep on this path. And we want to come alongside you. Tell us how we can help. That's what a loving confrontation towards someone that you genuinely are concerned about sounds like when you feel like they're changing in a way that's not good, right? So like, what does it mean when someone gives you this just two-word sentence, you've changed? To me, it means a few things, but what it means doesn't actually matter so much as what we are supposed to take away from it. And that is what I want to talk about today. Um, But before I do that, this is really important because sometimes I feel like there's this kind of toxic self-love trend out there. And I hate even saying that. How can self-love be toxic? But I do think there is a kind, like a brand of self-love out there that basically makes you impervious to any kind of criticism, any kind of feedback anyone gives you because, you know, I know who I am and I know what's best for me and I don't need your criticism, you know, like that, that sort of thing. And I'm not saying that's not good, but I am saying there's like a little, like a hint of narcissism in there just a hint of like I'm perfect exactly the way that I am and then it makes you unable to self-reflect at all or to just receive any kind of feedback from others and I don't want any of us to be like that okay so before we go into all of this I want to say that introspection is key (laughs) Nothing that I'm going to say in this podcast today is an absolute. There is nuance. Relationships are dynamic. People conduct themselves differently and maybe not at all in the way that I'm going to talk about here. So that's important to note. But most importantly, remember that I am not an expert. I'm a living person existing in the world, the same world as you, and experiencing a lot of the same things that you're experiencing and I'm commenting on them. Um, I am fallible and I can get it wrong. So listen and take the things that resonate and discard the rest. (laughs) Lastly, and I, I really feel like to circle back to what I said a moment ago, I'm directing this specific podcast specifically towards people who are intentionally making positive changes to their lives right now and getting pushback from the people around them because of it. If you aren't making like deliberate, intentional, positive changes to your life and people are telling you that you've changed, you might want to stop and ask yourself if it's possible that maybe you have made some negative changes that you're just blind to. And I'm saying this as someone who is also going through that process, (laughs) who's also trying really hard to listen to the feedback from people who say that I've changed. And and like I said a second ago, receiving the stuff that resonates and, and really thinking about it and deciding whether that's a them thing or if it's a me thing that needs work. Um, and, and really that's what I'm encouraging you to do here as well. (laughs) 
want to be careful. I just want you to consider that it never hurts to introspect a little. And if you aren't making deliberate changes for the good, it is possible that you've made some unconscious changes towards the bad. And that's okay. All I'm saying is if that sounds like you, I love you very much, but don't listen to this podcast right now. It's going to confuse and maybe even misdirect you. Come back later after you've done a little introspection. I'll be here when you're ready. This one is for the people specifically making intentional, direct, positive changes to their lives and experiencing pushback for it. Okay? (laughs) So so now we're going to move forward. So you're making all of these positive, intentional, deliberate changes and then people say, you've changed. Just the two-sentence word, nothing after it. You've changed. So why do they do that? The premise here in this podcast is, is people don't say you've changed when you've changed for the worse. Just like I said earlier, like people confront you when you've changed for the worse, generally. So I have found, in my opinion, people only do that snitty, like, you've changed. Uh, when you've changed for the better. If it was for the worse and they really cared, they would say more. Or maybe you have changed for the worse, but they only care enough about you to let you know you've changed for the worse, but not enough to help you understand it and fix it. So if that's the case, their opinion shouldn't matter, period. So I think if we put those people aside, I think the people who say you've changed full stop and don't follow up at all and just leave you to sit with that, they do that because you've become a better person, a better version of yourself that no longer suits them. You've defined for yourself a better version of who you are and you didn't get their input on whether they agree or they feel that your new self somehow casts a light or maybe a shadow on them, depending on how you look at it. So there's the first reason for why I think they say this to you. Your new self shines a light on them when they aren't doing the work to become better and they don't want that. Your work puts a spotlight on their lack of growth and that's uncomfy for them. No one ever wants to have to like look at you holding up a mirror to them, showing all the change and the positive growth that you're making and they themselves realizing that they're not. They're not making that change. That's not very comfy for them. Maybe you've started eating healthier. Maybe you don't drink anymore. You don't join them at the bar. Maybe you don't gossip with them the way that you used to and like trash talk everyone in your little circle when no one else is listening. Maybe you have stopped doing some of the toxic things that you did with them. And now they're having to realize if this person is walking away from these things because it wasn't suitable for them, because it it wasn't what they wanted, what they felt was good for them, and I'm still doing these things, What does that say about me? And they don't like that spotlight shown on them. Or on the other hand, your new self might cast a shadow on them when all of a sudden you are so big and so sparkly and so glorious that you outshine them and they feel small and they feel dim in your presence. They feel overshadowed by you. And in both cases, they don't like your light. They don't like the light that your change is creating. Not because there's anything wrong with you or anything wrong with your light, but because of the impact that your new light has on them. So in this case, I want you to always remind yourself that it's not about you. It's about them. 
In the book, The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz says, nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream, in their own mind. They are in completely different worlds from the ones that we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world and we try to impose our world on their world. He goes on to say, no, I don't take it personally. Whatever you think, whatever you feel, I know it is your problem and not my problem. It is the way you see the world. It is nothing personal because you are dealing with yourself, not with me. Others are going to have their own opinion according to their own belief system. So nothing they think about me is really about me. It's about them. Don't you love that? I, if you haven't read The Four Agreements, um, download it. I, you can get it on Audible. You can get it on audiobooks. Get it. It's just such a life-changing book. <laughs> so their disapproval of the changes that you're making if you're making changes for the good as defined by you, it isn't about you. It's about them. They don't like that you've made changes that reflect on them either by pointing out their lack of growth or by outshining them in spite of their own growth. And they need that like they need to express their disapproval. And that's why that snitty tone comes out when they do it. You've changed. They're uncomfortable with your growth and they want you to question or doubt it so that you will stop. And again, it's not really about stopping your growth. It's about putting an end to the impact that your growth is having on them. And therefore, their opinion is none of your business. I will say it louder. <laughs> their opinion is none of your business. If they are judging your change and criticizing your change because of the impact that that has on them as defined by them, nope, none of your concern. It's none of your business. Because you've defined what is best, the best version of you. You've defined that. And you are doing what you need to do to live up to that. And their opinion of whether that is the right thing for you is irrelevant. It just is. If you're doing that work, and I want I, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm really staying on point with this. If you are putting in the real work to change for the good, if you are working, you are reading books, you're seeking therapy, you're healing yourself, you are healing relationships, you are walking away from toxic, toxic people, places, and uh, whatever else, whatever other toxic types of things there can be, right? If you are doing that and you know it and these people still don't like the changing that you're doing and the changes that you're making, it's not relevant to you. Their opinion is not relevant or important to you. And it's none of your business. The second reason why I think that they do this is that your new self and the changes that you're making have established boundaries that don't suit them. I feel like when we're not living our authentic, healed, empowered self, we often like unconsciously allow people to sneak in and start treating us in ways that we don't want or deserve. I can just, I could sit here, this podcast will get way too long, but I could rattle off just so many <laughs> relationships, whether those are friends or family members, coworkers or whatever, that just got like real toxic and nasty during a time of my life where I wasn't living in my full self, where I was, I was wounded, I was suffering 
I was judging myself all the time and being way too hard on myself or sometimes being way too lax on myself. It kind of depended what, what part of my life I was in at the time. But it's always those, it's always those times when those people sneak in and they start manipulating us. They start taking from us. They start doing things that are just not up to par with how we expect and deserve to be treated. And those people, they get comfortable with us, with treating us that way. And since we never make them treat us otherwise, they get cozy. They just, they, like, they set up shop in our homes. They kick up their feet. And they just think that this is how it's going to be. They have found someone who's going to let them behave however they see fit. And then one day, we, when we, like, unwound ourselves and we begin this long process of teaching people now how we expect and demand to be treated, they get upset. They realize that they have benefited from our lack of boundaries and that these new boundaries take all that away. They say, you've changed, but what they really mean is you've changed towards me. You've taken away my freedom with you. You've made it harder to take from you. You've restricted my access to you, and that sucks because you were the person I unloaded all of my garbage on. You were the person I walked a one-way street with. You were the person who gave me your energy and I didn't have to give any of mine in return. And now, left with no one to take from, to unload on, to manipulate, to walk this one-way street on where I, I take and take and take and never have to give, they have to either look inward and ask themselves why they have been doing this to someone or they have to find a new supply. So they focus on what they are losing instead of what you're gaining through these changes that you're making. Doesn't that suck? (laughs) I find this one to be really hard because I've walked through that. I've walked through that process of saying, this is a, no, this is a boundary for me. I'm not, I'm not going to be treated that way. I'm I'm just not going to tolerate that anymore. And a lot of times what happens next is a lot of anger, a lot of fighting, a lot of like just a lot of toxic stuff comes out of that person. And you, it's like clockwork. You watch them. You watch them writhe around for a while and try to talk you out of whatever this new boundary is that you're setting or this new way that you expect to be treated. And then like clockwork, here it comes. You've changed. And they really want you to feel bad about that. And that's why it's so important when you know that you are changing for the good, when you know you're putting in the work, although introspection and self-reflection is always important, you have to make sure, especially if this nonsense is coming out of the mouth of someone who has been taking a whole lot from you and not giving much in return, you need to be really suspicious of that. And I want you to be equipped for that because this is going to happen as you change. As you change for the better, these folks, this type of folk is going to come up. (laughs) And I want you to know that their opinion also is none of your business. The last reason they do this, and this is the one that hurts the most, is that they never really cared about you in the first place. This third one, it's kind of like a combination of the first two, and I think that's what makes it really painful. Your presence in their life was always about them, which is point number one. 
And it was always founded on what you provided to them or what they could take from you. And that was point number two. And as a result, they only cared about you to the extent that your actions, your words, your choices had a positive impact on them. They didn't care about your well-being and what's worse, they are upset now that you are being well. Isn't that ugly? <laughs> the, have you heard the word schadenfreude? It means like a, a sense of like satisfaction or joy at the bad things that happen to other people. And sometimes I just feel like that. That's just one of the reasons. It's just, ugh, it's yucky. It's gross. But I think there are people who are like that. They never ever cared about you. They cared about watching your life from the sidelines and waiting for you to fail and taking whatever they could take from you until that happens. Does that make sense? But I feel, I feel like, you know what? I need to say this again. It doesn't matter if it didn't make sense. <laughs> I, I know this is right. They never cared about your well-being and they are upset by you being well. Ugh, it's like, ugh. You'll know this type of person when they show up. You'll know it because you'll find that they sort of like come on the scene at the very moment that your changes are happening. Like they'll emerge from relative silence in your life. After not being there to celebrate your victories with you, after not being there to comfort you in your sorrows, or, or maybe they did show up in your sorrows just to like get that shot in Freud, just get like a little sip of joy from your misery. But that was the extent of it, right? After not being there through all your highs and lows, and then suddenly uh, you make these positive changes and oops, oh, here they are. <laughs> they just show up. Your prodigal friend or family member or business associate, your social media buddy or whatever, just suddenly appears out of nowhere to let you know that you've changed. And never in a nice way, always in that snitty, like, wow, you've changed. <laughs> I'm hating that, that phrase more and more as I say it on this podcast. The fact of the matter is that they have been on the sidelines happily watching you all this time. They are in your orbit after all. They see you. They see you. They just felt comfy and satisfied watching you not live your life to the fullest. Not healing, not growing, not being your all. And maybe it is. I think it, I think it maybe is a little bit of schadenfreude. Just, just taking satisfaction in your mediocre life. They don't even have to be, you, you don't even have to be failing. They could just be enjoying your mediocrity. Somehow, some way, that made them feel a little better about themselves. And then suddenly, you begin to change. You know? Like I said earlier, maybe you start losing weight or you quit drinking. Maybe you uh, don't seem to react as like negatively anymore when things don't go your way. Or maybe you just seem to be finding more joy in life like you didn't before. Like you weren't supposed to. And seeing you happy and unshakable and confident, it strips away from them whatever low-fat, no-sodium, careless, flavorless concern they had for you before. And now all they can do is let you know that you've changed. 
and leave you there wondering what they might have meant. Wondering if maybe they're right. Questioning if maybe you're not moving in the direction you thought you were. Maybe you start seeing them as like the moral or intellectual authority on what being well is, <laughs> which is what they wanted in the first place. And then they just disappear again, leaving you to focus on that instead of your growth. Because anything that they can do to get you off your game, to step you off of this path that you're on, they're going to do it. It's hurtful and it's manipulative and it's mean. And therefore, their opinion is none of your business. If you're noticing a theme here, it's because there is one. <laughs> it is that the opinion of other people as you are walking your growth journey is none of your business. Unless they are people who are committed to walking by your side, who are committed to pointing out places in your life that could use some work while you're making these positive changes, then their opinion doesn't matter to you. And I want to make sure I'm being really clear. This does not mean that you need to just put aside any person's feedback or opinion or even criticism of your journey. I just mean you need to raise the bar in terms of who you decide to listen to, who, who you decide to let into your headspace. For me, that personal bar becomes, does somebody show me that they, not, they, they don't want to just point out how, that I've changed, that I've changed? They need to demonstrate that they want to show me how. They need to show me that they, there's a concern that they have and that they, they care about my well-being. They care that I am being well. That's the bar for me. Because if someone wants to come along and tell me that I've changed and not bother to tell me how or why, <laughs> then of what use are they? They're, they're, there's no use. There's no use to those people and those, those pointers, that feedback, because they're not intending it to be feedback anyway. They are throwing a, a banana peel in your path. That's all that is. You've changed. It's just a big banana peel thrown in your path to make you slip. And the people who do that are not deserving of your time, your attention, your mental energy, maybe not even your niceness. And like I said before, you can be kind without being nice. I could do a whole other podcast on that. My point is this. Worry about yourself, those of you who are on this journey. Self-reflect. Listen to the feedback of people who have demonstrated that they are on your side and in your corner. Raise your bar for who you're willing to listen to. Raise your bar for who gets to have an audience with you and have access to your headspace and to your peace. Because as you walk this journey, as you change for the better, as you become the person you're supposed to be, as defined by you, there are going to be people who are going to try with everything they have to keep you from getting there. And I want you to be equipped. I think that's basically all from me today. <laughs> I love you. 
Thank you for listening. And um, <laughs> I'll see you in the next one.